to all our loyal listeners. You listen to Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City. And we're on, uh, what are we on? We're on uh, Ferguson. We're missing to uh, Ferguson, USA, I talk, uh, radio, uh, dot com. We're also on uh, um, YouTube. We're on uh, Facebook, we're on Apple TV, we're on Smart Radio. We're on... Uh, what's the one that I'm on? We're Twitch. on... Uh, Twitch. Okay. Twitch. And we got a good show for you today, and what we're going to talk about, uh, we're talking to Miss uh, uh, Gail Cheatham out of Topeka, Kansas. She's with the uh, Kickapoo Nation, and she's very indulged in getting th- making things happen there. First of all, before we get into a, the heart of our show, <coughs> where did they get the name Kickapoo from, Gail? Tell the people who you are. Hi, everyone. My name is Gail Cheatham. I live in Topeka, Kansas, or state capital of Kansas. Uh, I'm a member of the Kickapoo Tribe, and I'm married, have kids, and a great-granddaughter. Congratulations, Gail. Yep, and I I, uh, work at the VA in Topeka. Been here for about five years, and my husband's been here for about uh, a little over 20 years. Retired. Okay, but Gail, where did the, the name Kickapoo? I know when I was doing it, it was supposed to be over 600 uh, civilized tribes, Native Americans, and just about in the state of Kansas, just about every city there takes an uh, Indian name. But where did the uh, Kickapoo Nation get their name? Well, we originated. Um uh, back up in the Michigan area. So it's a, a Wonsan language. Uh, language. So um, we probably like migrated in, over time. Um, that's all. <laughs> I really, it's a large territory around the southern Wabash River in um, Indiana. So through the times, you know, the language changed. I, I think it, it's K-I-I. A-A-P-O-A is the original spelling. And then over time, as we modernized, it's now K-I-C-K-A-P-O-O. So, that's... <laughs> I'm innocent. I didn't do nothing. I'm innocent. <laughs> it originated around, I guess, I, it really originated um, kind of around the Great Lakes area. So. How did you so happen, your family, I should we say migrated, happened to end up in uh, Topeka? Well, we were originally, you know, I mean, the, the tribes, they roamed, they, you know, they were, they were in certain areas, like in the, before, you know, the colonists came over. And then when they did, we kind of were relocated from that area, um, got some 
you know, migrated to Chicago area. And then um, Kansas, we've got some people that moved on to Oklahoma, Texas. And then we've even have some people that branched off from um, Illinois, went straight south to Mexico. And, um, you know, government moved us around. <laughs> Do y'all have a Pacific uh, dialogue or language that you speak? Kickapoo. Okay. And it's a really hard, I've, I've been trying to learn it for years, and it's really, it's not easy. It is not an, an easy language to learn. So I have difficulty. I'm not a um, traditional native person. I don't speak the language, um, and I'm learning it. I'm still, at 60 years old, still trying to learn it. And it's difficult for me, difficult for some of the words. I mean, I, I understand some of it. Um, and then some of it, I just, you know, it's hard. It is very hard, so. Well, instead of the old-fashioned smoke signals, how do y'all communicate? Well, telephone. <laughs> <laughs> Internet. <laughs> Snail mail. <laughs> Snapchat. <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> That was a grooming deal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's how I communicate. <laughs> sign language, some people sign. Anytime, uh, our Anytime, yes, sir. Well, uh, yeah, well, since I, well, many of our folks, I went to the Jewish Union of Commerce, and, uh, we also have uh, Scott Owens on the line with us, so we have, we have to be part of yes or any, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess one of the questions I would have, you know, which I've been getting on gifts for a while, we see, I guess, if we should pick this up, we got gift, I don't this is, by the way. Uh, you know, we were asking years ago, and I think one of the things, you know, that I, uh, I think MC was probably asking, uh, right now, where is the majority of the Indians of your tribe located right now? Um, well, we've got, oh, let's see. I think we have a total, and we're all different. I mean, we're, we're all related, but, you know, we, the ones in Kansas, let's see, and it's located in Horton, Kansas. Let's see. So, um, there's about 1,600, 1,600 members, give or take, mm -hmm. in, located in Horton, Kansas. And then we have some in Oklahoma. Let's take a step back. Um, a few years ago, we had another young lady that lost her mother and we don't know what happened why she disappeared oh, was she murdered yeah bring us up to date on that so um so <laughs> i actually thought we were talking about the pact act today but that's okay i'll uh I'll, that's okay uh, so, we'll do that too so um joni rebar she was uh an iowa tribe and her daughter her name was twin barton so joni had went to the vfw i believe in meriden and she never came home. She disappeared. And so it was about 
was it like maybe two years later? Let's see. Yeah, because we had her on. Um, we had her. Um, we had her on the radio station. So she disappeared. Let's see. I was trying to think what year. So she was from. She was found in her vehicle um, in Jefferson County. So there was a Meredith homeowner. He said he was mowing his lawn, and it we had kind of had a drought. So it had been over two years, and so, you know, he had a lake, a, a little tiny pond. And so the water went down, and they saw the top of the car. Joni was 70 years old, and so she had been missing since 20 15 and then they found her a couple years later and she was found still inside of her body inside of the car and right now as far as i know there's no leads as to what happened um it's still just i think it's still under investigation um i know the sheriff that's all i know right now i don't think anything's been solved i know they've interviewed a lot of different people so that's all I kind of know about that case. Well, the reason why—I know we did a, a couple of shows with the people of the same county as the guy here in Jackson, same name. Uh-huh. But also, I have a friend. I didn't know if she's going to listen in or call in, but she's up in uh, Montana, and mm-hmm. up there, the, the nation there have a lot of crows up there, crow Indian nation. But one of the things that she supposed to got me some information that they had a lot of the Indian maidens that was taken off the reservation and made into slaves or prostitutes. Mm-hmm. Or are you calling them anything like that? So um, we have like the, uh, there's the missing and murdered indigenous women. And so across the United States, I mean, we've got the women's, um, the, the act against the violence against women act the federal law and then we've got the murdered indigenous women and what's happening like across the united states a lot of women no matter if they're native or any other color young i mean there's a lot of human trafficking that'd really be a good show i think we had that a couple of years ago on the radio station that would be a really good we had remember mc we had that lady come on and she talked about human trafficking so there is, it's unfortunate, a few years ago, there, there was that little, I think her name was Padilla, Abby, she went missing in Utah. And during that time that she was receiving national attention, there were like three Native women that went missing. You didn't hear about that. It didn't have as much hype as the other one. But um, so this has been happening for years. Um, so yeah, it, it, it happens all over. And I think Missouri is really high on the human trafficking list. If I, if I remember reading or that lady was telling us, it's really high. Missouri is. So. Well, yeah, yeah, because anything bad in Missouri is nowhere, nowhere near the top, okay? Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so that, unfortunately, that, that, happens, that happens with the tribes, too. I mean, you know... You get as much information out there as quickly as fat, you know, as quickly as possible. You know, you've got when somebody comes up missing, you have to move fast because these people are really vicious that take these 
young girls, no matter who they are. I mean, they get across the border, whether it's Canada, Mexico, or wherever, and, you know, they're pretty much gone. I mean, they're gone. They're gone. You know, the border states especially. So that includes up there in Canada, you know, up in those areas, too. And, and that's been happening for years. <clears throat> happening for years. Uh, you know, Gil, I guess I would imagine, okay, if someone did cross into one of the borders, you know, onto Canada, someone like that, he's on the face, that uh, they would probably have phones, you know, they telephones, uh, the phone had issues or something, okay, and they probably, you know, had a phone, but this area, you know, didn't renew it, it was pretty popular. Mm-hmm. And then the carriers are going to have Yeah. I just, I think on that issue, we have to, you know, especially, and I can't remember locally, I know we've had some stuff locally here, but I mean, wherever you're at, you just have to really be on it and get the word out and have people like, you know, I mean, tweeting things and putting stuff on social media when somebody does come up missing. I mean, everybody has to be involved. If you suspect anything, call your local law enforcement, call the local you know, like for us, it's the it's the KBI, and let them know, hey, this is what I suspect. This is what I've been seeing. I mean, we've watched shows, we've seen enough movies on TV um, missing, and you know, and, and when these these big huge busts come up, I mean, you know, they make shows out of them, and they're they're it's heart wrenching. But I mean, I get I guess my my messages to any of when this happens is get the word out have it spread get the pictures out don't wait that's what we did when Joni Rebar went missing everybody got involved I mean we were like you know people were out looking for her there were dogs there were horses there were drones the community went out people were just looking for her um, and it was it was a pretty quick quick response so, but yeah, yeah, I wasn't in, in, in the discussion that, that you actually had to spend this show, okay? But what are some of the main issues, okay, that you guys, that you have right now facing your tribe in particular? My tribe? I don't even want to talk about my tribe. <laughs> oh. I, I'm not going to talk okay. about that because it's too political and it's ugly. And and it's, uh, it's uh, yeah, I'm not going to talk about the Dixie tribe. <laughs> Failures, unfortunately. You can read about it on the, maybe on the news coming up. It's it's not. Let's just say they're not in a good place right now. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> what can we read about? And yes, I guess my question would be then, what can we read about? You know, information about the the trial. Um. Yeah. Let's see. I don't know. Maybe on the news. You know, maybe on the news they've got. I, I, all I can say about that right now, from just the things that I've read, like posted on the doors, is like there's there's some. I don't know what's going on with their federal funding. Um, I know that there were there were um, reduction in workforce, um, and it's it's just I don't know what's going on. But it's not. We're probably not privy to their financial stuff, and it's just it's not good. It's not whatever is going on. It's not good. So. But I guess that's across the nation, though, people of almost everybody, whatever child you come from, whatever race you come from, you know, that's uh-huh. an issue there that we, that we all understand that there's chaos, like I've got in the description, you know, and, uh, you know, you know, 
about school and he asked me about early life, you know, and just our communication, you know. I know it looks like, it, you know, uh, gun problems, uh, uh, you know, crimes are uh, out of control, you know. And we just, like you said, we've been going for not years, but years and years, okay. Uh, it's in Rachel. And you know, just, just try to catch up, okay, on what's going on in the past. Mm-hmm. Yep. In case you just uh, tune in, we got a, a special show, uh, like a follow-up on uh, a friend of mine that held his uh, funeral yesterday. That was Otis Taylor Jr. And that was attended by, you talking about the top-notch people, even uh, Clark uh, Hunt, who was the president of the uh, Kansas City Chief, was in attendance. And they had a well-rounded uh, turnout of people. But we got into, uh, when I called Gail, Gail, we wanted to do some things, but what, what we want to do, since this organization is well-rounded, we think, we will make it that, and as far as the United Minority Media Association, we try to cover all areas. I know you guys spoke of the borders, Canada, Mexico, and whatever, but for the state of Kansas, and for the Native American or the American Indian, we would like to recommend that uh, Ms. Gail Cheatham become an at-large board member representing the state of Kansas. And this time, Gail, we will make sure after we go through all the paperwork that you get your, <laughs> your ID. <laughs> uh, uh, and we did want to talk about, and we spoke a little bit about um, you know, Otis Taylor, uh, Buck Buchanan, they were members of the historic black uh, colleges, like Buck came out of Gremlin, Otis came out of Fairview, and I understand you guys are working on something in Kansas. Uh, I know the organization will be putting together a uh, thing on the Native, not only the Native American. Which I don't know if they have um, an organization like the historic uh, African Americans and uh, colleges. Do they? We don't have anything. Um, we don't have any. Are you talking about the HBC historical yeah. black college? We don't. There's none in Kansas. But I think is isn't there one in Missouri? Well, we have people who have attended that. Uh, in fact, Ira attended one of the uh, historical black colleges during his tenure of the many colleges he had the opportunity to be at. But on the same way, well, I can answer you. Well, I can answer you. Uh, well, for his original, I'm not sure today, uh, not sure today, but you're coming. Not sure today, but you're coming. We had uh, a guest of the Harry Store Alumni Association here in St. Louis. Um, this, uh, Shirley Brown, and uh, she is also uh, part of the, uh, the uh, let's see, oh, I don't know what's the, the black, black colleges, you know, uh, what's the, uh, oh, what, losing my mind, I'm going to see here, but uh, what's the uh, association with Rudolph and Rob, you know, we wrote, we wrote college foundation. But uh, where, where she, that she's also has been around the country, that she's certainly made a cadet, and 
some capacity that she was able to see. And uh, so she was able to give us a, a nice rundown on some things that she has done over the years. A National Negro College Fund, that was the name of the organization. And uh, she was sharing, uh, sharing you know, uh, and, uh, and, you know, leadership there in, in the D.C. office, in the man office, and starting off down with going off in Georgia. It was not so off in Georgia, she started off initially in uh, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And from there, she went to uh, Atlanta, Georgia, North one in Birmingham, originally up to D.C. And uh, she worked with all the colleges uh, and getting out of programs. She started at one with Duval's uh, and worked with all those programs, you know. She still active somewhere with those programs. But right now, she's president of the National University Alumni. And, uh, and that's college, as a matter of fact, has uh, uh, done great things. The university, I should say, has done great things in the recent years. And then they're uh, kind of expanding their base with some, some more, uh, some new programs. Uh, they got a new, new president uh, that's been uh, inaugurated. What they do there, the president is there for the first year, okay? They're there one year, and then they're inaugurated at the second year when they officially become the middle of the pageantry. So, the first day of so the president now is scheduled for each one in, you know. Um, Installed, I should say, in August now, August 14th, I think. And so she's working on that. So, uh, but she be working with the Richard also. I'm happy to say it. And then, uh, and yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say, for my, because we just did, we just did a, um, like, history month, and we, we honored the HBCU employees that graduated. And it was interesting because I was doing some research because I, I had, so I was in D.C. attending AU, American University, and we actually went over to Howard. Um, we got invited to different events and then uh, GW, George Washington, and all that. So I know that there were 107 schools, both public and private. There's 101 accredited in 19 states, the District of Columbia and the Virgin Islands. So... Um, out of the 101, 15, two, 52 were in public schools and 49 were private. So, and mm-hmm. I think the, where is the, there isn't there one in Missouri? We have two in Missouri. Lincoln University, where you can see what's with that. And we have Harris, so you can Yeah, because we were looking at, um, some of the things we were talking about was like, you know, reaching out to do internships and partnering up with mm-hmm. some of the the, the uh, colleges, and I think I think that would be great. So, um, oh, yes. Anyway, I do you mind if I start talking about the pack? Because <laughs> I just know we're going to run out of time. <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead, yes, please. So, um, so last year in August, President Biden signed what is called the PAC Act. And it, w- and it was, uh, yeah, I knew you were going to ask me that. Hold on. I'm trying to find it. Um, let me do this really quick. So you, after know, years, you know me here. Okay. I know. After years of advocacy by the VFW, and let me see, it's, I know it's, let me see, PACT Act stands for, it's like presumptive, pre- um, what does the PAC acronym mean? Okay. And I'm sorry, I don't know what that means. This has been the healthcare. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know right. I don't know right off the bat. 
Well, we know that VFW, VFW means a foreign war, you know, that way. Yeah, so they honored, so they're honoring um, the PAC Act. So it's be, it, it was, it came into law as of last year, okay? So what it does is it, um, it's helping veterans that were harmed by burn pits, fumes, and other toxins. So we know, like, under the, under that, like, air pollutants, air pollutants would be, like, the burn pits, the sulfur pits, the um, oil, sand dust particles, that's considered air pollution, and then the um, uh, chemicals would be like the Agent Orange and different things, and then and then um, occupational hazards would be like asbestos, lead, fuel, and just all this vibration, noise, and different paints on different vehicles. So they've added um, about 20 new what they call presumptive claims. Excuse so, me. So you know, a lot of the veterans, especially World War II or Vietnam, you know, they've been turned down. They were turned down, and they had. You know, so maybe some of them, the men, maybe they had prostate cancer, maybe they had melanoma, brain cancers, maybe they had emphysema, um, pulmonary stuff, uh, COPD, sinusitis, and some of these diabetes, different things like that. And they've been turned down. Well, now under this new act, they can actually go to their local, if you go to your VF, you, you go let, go to your VA, They most of them have um, American Legion, DAV, and VFW at the VA, and, and also if you look on there, most of the VAs have a Facebook. Excuse so me, ma'am. Yes, sir. This is Scott Owen, the general manager of uh, Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio. Just wanted to let you know that the uh, the PACT uh, stands for uh, Sergeant First Class Heath Robinson's yes. honoring our promise to address comprehensive toxics. Act. There we go. I knew that. <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> just couldn't find it. I've got. See, I'm not. I'm at work. I have all that laid out, but I'm at home, actually, down in my in my basement in my office. So I don't, I, I don't have any of that. But thank you. And you know, and I think that's wonderful. The whole story behind how that came to be, this law came to be, is is amazing. And so you know, since since August of last year, I know we had our very first. Um, resource fair, not packed act event at Prairie Band, and we helped. There were about 75 people that came up. So, all across with the VAs are partnering in the communities and the BFWs, the American Legions, and they're actually putting on these fairs where you can bring your DD 214 if you don't have it. They mm -hmm. have, like, we have the Kansas Commission that can actually print your, um, your DD 214. And you go in, you get, maybe you're registered, maybe you're not, get registered there for health care. Then you go and you sign up for the, like some of the guys, they're not signed up for the burn pit. So they can actually go in there and get signed up. And then they go and they start their claim. Sure. You know, and you're going to, and if, and I always tell people, if you are seeing an outside person, provider besides the VA, make sure that you get all your medical records faxed over to your provider so they can get that on your problem list and add it. But even if it's not and you can prove it, you know, a lot of guys are bringing their medical records. And a lot of them, I've talked to a lot of them since September when we had our first event and they're like, I'm getting help. Uh, I went to 100% service connection. And so I tell people to reach out. And so you're down there in St. Louis your veterans could, you know, you can get a hold of any of those guys and go, hey, I heard about this PACT Act. 
how do I need to get involved? The other thing, what I've seen, houses, widows. Maybe they're, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're widows. Maybe they're male or female. You don't even know where to start because the hospital, that's your healthcare part. That's not necessarily the benefits. Benefits like in Topeka, our hospitals here, our benefits is clear in Wichita. People don't understand that. So they don't even know where to start. Like, where do I start? Who do I need to contact? So it's good, like if you're married, you both go into that event, you're both getting the information, and then it gives you kind of a heads up, like if something were to happen to either one of you. May you know? I add something then? Um, yes. Yes, this is Scott Owen again. As a, uh, Hi, Scott. Hi. Uh, hey. As a uh, Disabled American Veteran Service Officer, uh, you don't have to go to the VA to find one of us. Yeah. You can uh, go ahead and find us uh, on DAV.org. You can find us, uh, yes. you know, there's a lot of different places. Uh, attend a DAV meeting or something like that, that you could mm -hmm. uh, get your And, you're, and you started. guys are, are you down there in Ferguson? Uh, our uh, our meetings occur at Creve Corps, in Creve Corps, at the American uh -huh. Legion in Creve Corps. Now, are you having the packed resource fair? Are you partnering up with the local VA so they can come out and actually do a resource fair? I, I call it a resource fair, but it's where they actually do the claims there. My American Legion is uh, partnering in doing that. Oh, okay. Yeah, and those are those are really good. I mean, they're really, you know, uh, and like the way we have ours is like if people come, we give a quick informational piece mm -hmm. about you know what is the pact act you know i i love this one we went to the american legion in emporia and they had they had a bunch of besides the pack people they partnered up with the people who gave the diabetic shoes out they had an, an overabundance so they were able to give veterans shoes um the wholeness there was a, another clinic that came out and they were giving out like menus and different things for healthy eating so that was really nice mm -hmm. some nice partnerships so yeah i'm reach all the, as many veterans and if you could do another show like this that would be great because you're reaching a lot of people who may not even know this and if true. they even if they aren't a veteran they may know a veteran a lot of them do uh-huh so good for you yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah most, most of us know some veterans, some trades you know you know and uh, and we need to kind of share it share it and I know that was a very important important deal there because that helps so many people. You know, they need help. Because a lot of people back then, like most 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 illness had been associated with you know, with different wars. This is one of the saddest one that was able to get some uh, get some relief. You know, for you know, for the veterans and their families. You know, exactly. they, they, they need they need the help. You know, like some people with aging on and stuff like that. You know, had a that's a bad history, okay. You know, uh, you know, uh, you know. Now, you know, things are all moving quicker. You know, the veterans of my family, VA hospital here in Goodsville, is about to double in size. It's about to double in size here. Uh, you know, uh, which is which is a good thing. I mean, they which they can you know uh, uh, they can uh, get more people. You know, and that's that's a good thing. Well, there's even something about, so it's called the children of Agent Orange. Um, I remember, so my dad was on a ship, and he was a Marine that carried chemicals. And you know, he passed away like five years ago, and, and 
he tried and tried and tried and tried to get and, and you know he he just kept getting turned down and so now had he lived he would now be mm-hmm. like a hundred percent and it was it was really interesting because I was like I remember he had this crazy skin skin disorder and then I was mm-hmm. growing up and I had I had the same thing that he had and I go what is wrong he's got this on his leg and I had the exact same thing for years and then finally mm-hmm. it got a little bit better but my my lower legs are completely scarred up for it and so you know when the soldiers came back impregnate their wives the only thing that they found like um was the spinal bifida so they knew that that was you know those were the only that was the only thing that they were considered related to agent orange now i believe they have this thing called the children of agent orange so like now you can i think you can partner up from what i'm understanding with one of the vfws and they can help you get your name on the register for that there's there's no compensation or anything like that but um Mm -hmm. you can definitely get your name on and who knows i mean it may take another (laughs) 20 years or something but maybe something will happen i was like well well, can can you get any assistance from medical issues as a child no not right now okay No. no But you can put your name definitely. And I is uh, who's the gentleman that's on to with the with the VFW? Scott, Scott, Scott is is there something that they can get their name on the list, correct? Uh, on the registry, uh, just a note though, in Vietnam, where a lot of this Agent Orange uh, is, there's a lot of the uh, uh, inherited uh, things that 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 occurred, including. Uh, a lot of uh, different birth defects and everything like that. Right. So they have a they have a whole set of good data to go by. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's a, yeah. So I I'm and I'm one of them. So I will my my siblings and I will get on that list. Like I said, I don't know. Um, I just had that skin disorder, and then I have a rare um, a rare autoimmune disease which i don't know if that's related to that or not but you know i'll get my name on the on the list too so but and that's and what i tell people too is when they're going through that process and they're you know they're filling out the paperwork and then what'll happen is they'll be contacted by these different services that they need to come in and and those (coughs) veterans need not miss their appointments um they have to make those appointments because if you miss your appointments, it, I don't know if it stalls your your claim or what happens if you can't make it. But so my husband's going through that right now to up his percentage, and um, you know he's. They say go here, go here, go. You know, <laughs> and so well, like, yeah. they told us do not miss those appointments. And so he unfortunately he's a um, product of the burn pits with his lungs. So okay. that's what we're going through the process of getting that. And then some people, and, and, and you know, we've heard some things. I know some soldiers, they're, they're worried about, or the veterans are worried about if they're already service-connected versus, and so we were told by the people, you know, that came down is this is under the new law. You can file the claim. Shouldn't impact anything with this over here because you're filing under this new law. Well, um, and I know it, that I know the law is huge. It's a huge piece of. It really is, uh, but uh, 
there's a lot of presumptive things now. In other words, if you were in a area where it's been identified where you were in a burn pit area or, or blah, 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 uh, yeah. you can, you can uh, qualify just by being there. So. Right. And the same thing with Vietnam. Is that how you read that? Yes, the same it thing with Vietnam. You were there between... And they just passed another one called the Blue Water uh, Act. Uh, basically, it was uh, people who were in the, on the seas during Vietnam uh, right. in that area. Uh, but uh, just to let you know, the uh, website for this, and I know Mr. Ira, I'll say it three times, is uh, <laughs> this is regarding the, uh, the birth defects linked to Agent Orange. It's va.gov slash disability slash eligibility slash special dash claims slash birth dash defects. I know I I know I have to. All right. That's va.gov slash disability slash eligibility slash special dash claims slash birth dash defects and the final time I'm going to say it is va.gov slash disability slash eligibility slash special dash claims slash birth defects and in in this case, it's only the uh, spina bifida that's uh, being recognized. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also know that they can be helpless. A lot of people, I'm quite sure. That's how that benefits a lot of people. When they were over there, and this is where they only burn down their trash, and you know, they say that, well, they need to destroy it, okay? Because like a garbage disposal, it was a, when they get rid of it, okay, they put it in a basket. Well, here's, here are the other birth defects covered by the VA. Achondroplasia, cleft lip, cleft palate, congenital heart disease, congenital, yeah, excuse me, congenital telepus equinovirus, or clubfoot, esophageal and intestinal atresia, Hallermann-Streiff syndrome, Hip dysplasia, Hirschsprung's disease, congenital, congenital megacolon, hydrocephalus due to aqueductal stenosis, hypospadias, imperforate anus, neural tube defects, Pollen syndrome, pyloric stenosis. Syndactyly or fused, fused digits or webbed fingers, uh, tracheoesophageal fistula, an undescended te- testicle, and Williams syndrome. Those are the c- covered birth defects by the VA. Mm-hmm. So, there, there's your VA uh, lesson for today. Yeah. Uh, we can get, get this real. I also, I also need a double copy of that. I'll send, I'll send you the, the link, Brother Ira. 
Okay. And there's actually that form too, that, that form 21-0304 and that you can fill out for those, for those claims to, I mean, I guess that's what they're talking about, putting you doing the claim on that. Uh, there's a few uh, few forms that you do before the uh, before that you do a uh, uh, let's see what is it it's called a uh, no, it's, it's about planning to uh, or intent to claim and uh, if you have somebody doing it for you like the VA or excuse me like the DAV or the uh, VFW they have to do a power of attorney as well. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, there you go. Oh, yeah, I've got that on the Uh I put it on your Facebook page, Brother Ira. I appreciate that. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's some great information. And what, who do you get, or who do you recommend that can become a power attorney? And what does that consist of? Well, it would be a, uh, a veteran uh, s uh, service officer, uh, mm -hmm. either DAV, uh, American Legion, or VFW, or something yeah, like yeah. that. AMVETS is also a good uh, bunch of folks. So contact any one of those veteran organizations, and uh, if they have somebody who's been trained in service work, then, uh, then that's a good person to talk to. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, good to a special program, and uh, hopefully that we can have some repeated shows because we can't get everything in one show. On the same token, you can hook up with the people to get your information not only verbally, but also hopefully written, and also hopefully on the website. So we're happy to share this special show with you. So let's continue our Gail and Scott. Well, I mean, you don't have to be part of the program, you know, especially talking about our veterans, okay, because we cannot get through enough for him, them, especially uh, now. Uh, you know, there's one thing we always talk about, how crazy things have gotten. Well, for a lot of veterans, okay, uh, they've gotten real great for them and their families, okay, so we think we can do to help them. You know, we definitely want to make sure we help them and their family members, and that's why doing something like that needs help, you know, get, can't get the help, you know. Uh, you know, uh, right, right now, you don't see what, what's you now, okay, or so kind of assist you with some benefits. You know, for me, yes, like when you were, uh, uh, you know, you know, uh, back then, I guess, maybe I'm starting, and I'm sure that's going to be if I'm wrong with you. Well, I've been told, okay, if, if in fact, that, that you had do benefits from, you know, from years going back, okay, if you, if you claim it now, then sometimes you know, these will be a bad benefit. Uh, you know, that they haven't paid to, you know, they should have paid to, they haven't paid to for. Well, what we're doing is like we're just helping as many veterans as we can. Um, I know, like, I reach out to the tribes, um, not just locally, but across the nation to have them, you know, work with their, their VSOs, you know, whether it be their tribal people or, you know, the American Legion in the local community and try to, I, I'm working with some people up in Michigan right now to try to get them to come, you know, have a packed, 
resource fair there for their in so when you when you when you host it on the tribe um you have, it's opened up to, to anybody it, you know um it's opened up to all veterans and their families and i just know the the ones that i've seen i'm i just and i'm amazed I, i've been amazed and it makes it just it's heartbreaking when i see the widows come in they have no idea where to start um so that's why you tell people as many as you can, make sure you bring your spouse. Um, God forbid something happened to you, they would at least know, where do I start? <clears throat> you know, with that, so. Yeah, that's really important. And it's, it, it, so, it, and I always tell people, tell as many people as you know, because there may be, you know, an elderly person. I And I'm, I'm amazed, <laughs> I talked to, to I, I was at the grocery store and I saw this man with a Vietnam hat. And so I carry wherever I go, just personally, I carry information in my purse about the PACT Act. So, you know, and I might be in the grocery line just talking to somebody. And I'm, I was amazed when I talked to this veteran. He had, he never, he was telling me about like his medical and just telling me about all of his medical, he hit seven or eight of the presumptive claims. So I was able to give him information. It's like, I need you to call these people. And, you know, he found me and he said, I can't believe they're going to help me. So, you know, I know there's a lot of veterans out there like that. Um, and I've even ran into some veterans who are like, you know, I've got insurance and I've got this and I've got that. And they think that they're not entitled to it. Or, you know, I don't want to take away from somebody that health care, we all know because a lot of us have had health issues, is very expensive. Um, oh, I've, known people, yeah. I've known people who've been, you know, on the one or two million, and because of health care, you know, they're in a few years with whatever's come up, cancer or whatever, it's wiped them out. And so, you know, thank goodness they have the VA that can help, you know, help with some of, cover some of this medical. So, um You've earned it. Well, you mentioned how far could a person go back? Uh, what, what would be a good starting point, if any? The service, time of service. Yeah. <clears throat> well, ladies and gentlemen, this is a special broadcast. I hope to take all this in. And the people who are joint uh, people we're interviewing, they might give you, if they choose to do so, how they can be reached, or what people you, they would suggest that you reach, again, for the fourth or fifth time. One last, one, one last, well, only one last question, you have to back there. Another question here is, uh, you said, I think you've to answer the question, that, that when, you, when, they, when, you, when you get contacted, that if your benefits do uh, when you get started, okay, they go back to the day that you're at your flat. Uh, uh, you know, uh, 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 that's how that works. Uh, compensation goes back to the day that you applied, not the date of your uh, of your service. Uh, service. Okay. So, so it's better to apply, and it can take a few months. Yes. That, is that what your understanding was, Scott? Yes, yeah, it that's is, ma'am. It could take. It could take any, anywhere between three because you have to remember every single day there's claims going in and so they have to review their process and and uh mm -hmm. unfortunately what i've seen is 
you know, COVID's hit everybody. So some of these positions, they're, they're you know, <laughs> we're still struggling too to fill positions. So now, now this law came in and so there's a backlog. There's even a backlog to upload medical records in some of the VA. So they're working on that. Uh, that's not going to preclude somebody from filing a claim because they've obviously have their medical records and make copies and submit with their application. But definitely, yeah, sooner, you know. And I know if you reach out, some of those, and I don't know about you, but some of them are booking out. I know in the different VAs here, they're booking out to the end of April, 1st of May. That's how many people they have booked. So they're booking up fast. So reach out the other thing is they have the we have the kansas uh commission on veterans and i believe doesn't missouri have that as well that's another avenue that they can take as well there's a lot so of avenues those, available uh just look up your yeah, veteran look organizations those, exactly yeah and then look for the resources in the community too yeah as a matter of fact, you know, I, I can go start on his wife's doctor, a graduate. Uh, she will, will work with the veteran once she graduates from psychology. That's, that's she's, she's going to be an art therapist, helping veterans uh, with spinal cord injuries and PTS uh, heal themselves. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. That's a great need for that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. You, you know, you know, you know, you know in, uh, the whole team here, one of the things that we're finding out that that PTSD, uh, it's not just limited now, they just people that are in service, okay? Uh, people that, uh, that shock stuff is uh, affecting a, a whole lot of people being shocked in different ways, okay? Not just have to go to the service, you know, to, to have some of those traumatic experiences. Well, I. I always, I always thought that, and this was my brain back, you know, umpteen years ago, PTSD was really, you hear that, and it always, in my brain, it was always related to soldiers. That's where you heard it the most. But yeah. I was in D.C. September 11th, and I didn't realize until I got home, uh -huh. you know, maybe six months later, I had an anxiety attack at Fort Leavenworth. I was getting wow. ready to go on the on the fort and I was a student at AU and we had the Washington um, DC National Guard guarding our campus. We had the largest international population of students of, you know, China was there first time, Middle East was there um, and we had bomb threats daily. And so we had to show our IDs going on campus and then, you know, working the therapist. It was just a really chaotic time. And it was months later when I was going to a meeting at Fort Leavenworth, I was going up there, the soldiers were there, you know, the soldiers were on campus with their guns and, and I was going on the, on the Fort Leavenworth and I was, I was like getting uncomfortable and kind of like my throat was kind of, I was kind of doing that and I rolled my window down, I was getting some air pretty soon. I was kind of sweating, my hands were shaking. And by the time I got up to the, Thing, I was in a full-blown like panic attack and I got over and he, he was like are you okay what's the <laughs> and I, was, I didn't know what happened to me I, I like I didn't yeah. even know that it was like something you know triggered Aww. when I saw the soldiers with their guns and and I didn't realize until later 
Um, mm -hmm. You know, they got me up to my building, and and I got some water, and I I'm so I was humiliated. I didn't know what happened, and they're you know we got to talking, and it, so something triggered something back, you know, what had happened. So that you're right about that. That can happen to, you know, a traumatic event in your life. Um, that's what that that's what that is. I would never compare myself to anybody that's went to war. Never ever. But um, I had a small inkling to chaotic event in my life that really impacted me. So, I know one thing. You don't know that the people that they get older, you know, and well, and you say, you know, in years gone by, people that would want to associate themselves, you know, we're having issues like that, okay, but it's, it's alive and well, though. Mm -hmm. Yep. I hate to say this, but it's approaching uh, 5.53. Okay. Uh, well, I would like to know that event. We also have to talk to where we go. You know, uh, we don't want to do that. Okay. Also, my name is our folks. Association, not only he created. Would you say, sir? You're the you're the founder. You yeah, I'm the founder. Nine years ago. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> only 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 like me, the associated in the country, should be proud of that. <laughs> you you sealed my script. <laughs> but yes. anyway, 
what we what we're doing trying to reach out and we do a show every Saturday and we've got some other shows we're trying to bring on people and we also make that recommendation for Miss uh, Gail uh, Cheatham. Uh, that's her maiden name. She's going to tell you her married name, but I'd like to recommend that she become a person of our at-large board member representing the state of Kansas. And this is under the United Minority Media Association. And we have affiliates all over, but we just need to do shows like this and not only do the shows, but get the people involved to get some results. When you guys think and be sure to tune in every Saturday from 5 to 6, hopefully, uh, with Gail and the people she knows in Kansas with other groups, uh, veteran or farm or whatever. We like to do something and make it where the people don't have to just sit there and listen. They can actually become a reality and become a member and get all these valuable resources and take advantage of them. And we own every charity from 5 to 6. And we're beginning to add on other members. And uh, Scott, we never heard you talk this much, but I want to thank you for all the valuable information you provided. Well, thank you. Veterans are near and dear to my heart. Yes, as a matter of fact, uh, uh, you also participate in the uh, in the funerals uh, here in in here in Ottawa. He's something in support of that all day, and uh, uh, he's very modest. But uh, he, uh, he does a lot of work in the Missouri as a whole. He also holds a state position. What is that, Scott? Uh, I, I have what? You hold a state position. So he can offer you a, 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 oh, no, no. I'm, I'm just a chapter uh, veteran service officer. Okay. Well, that's that's, that's kind of a big deal. Want. That's kind of a big deal, Scott. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, that's a big deal, Scott. Well, thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, to us, to us, Scott, it's a big deal. To you, it's just, oh, I'm just, it's okay. To us, that's a big deal, okay. And, and Ira, I'm just a big advocate for human rights issues and and getting information out to people who otherwise wouldn't have information. So, mm-hmm. you know, I like to share the love. <laughs> there you go. And when, when you have to share, you have to share it. And that's the one thing that's, that's not enough. People try to avoid it and keep it to themselves. And, and so most times, you know, you can put it themselves. That's the bad part about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, so as much as we can share the love, uh, and by sharing the love, okay, you know, you, know, you will be blessed. You know, and yeah. it, that's how you get blessed, okay? And you know, they want to be blessed at the, the show. And as up on the wall, who is not our best friend, is telling us right now, we're going to put on, you know, let's just spend the time. Um, I've been here in Missouri and also in Kansas, also, I want to say. And on the East Coast, uh, it's coming up on 7 o'clock. I'm just spending the time, we're coming up on 5 o'clock. And then the coast, we trip up people that not only in California, by the way. East of love for them also is now the clock. And also you can go to Ferguson, USA, Hot Talk Radio, and they can tell you how you can get, be a part of us by uh, YouTube, by Apple TV, by Facebook, by uh, different radio 
uh, networks who are affiliated with us, and we reach about five different countries each and every Saturday. And um, before you go, I know uh, Gail, how she can be reached, and also our on your shows. And I know you're looking for people, and you're also looking for sponsorships, so we can make everybody really take advantage of all these opportunities that are out there. Well, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm just running here. Our folks are going to be checking the conversation out so you can be spent. Our folks at IRA, up on WLTS and Yahoo.com. And Scott, thank you. And uh, it was hard to catch up with you, Bill, but we really appreciate you. You do know a lot from a person that don't know what border they started at, but we still appreciate you here. <laughs> And your tribe. <laughs> Thank you, MC. And and you can anybody can get a hold of me through Ira or MC. How about that? Life is good. Life is good. Hope you have a beautiful same weekend and talk to you again next week. Thank you very much.